What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to another shit show of sweat and grime. Rick, you missed your calling as a fucking DJ. You know what? <laughs> that's why. That's why we. I feel podcast. like the iPad just threw up. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rick just randomly talks in you the know, middle of it. <laughs> I, I'm not about to cut the music off. You okay. know what I mean? We're, we're gonna have to do the whole podcast with it on. Blaring. But I kind of like it. <laughs> you know, but across from me. So what do you think about culture in the trade? You got Matt. <laughs> motherfucking Todd. And to the other. It's the man with the hot. So we're introducing ourselves tonight. Yep. I like it. Yeah. The man with the hot pipes, Brian Furness. What's going on, everybody? How gay is that? You got to introduce yourself with the man with the hot pipes. <laughs> you guys set gay. the precedent here. I've never is called that, myself that. Is that, what you, is that what you told your wife when you first met her? That's right. <laughs> the man with the hot pipes. The man with the hot pipes. <laughs> A pipe. <laughs> and then pipes. You know what? It's one small pipe. And then you got this unfamiliar <laughs> voice that is actually in the studio. Yeah, I'm back. He's back. Greg motherfucking Johnson. Yeah, they uh they got caught up on their payments and uh, I'm here. Nice. Right on. And nice. on the phone we got We're gonna let her introduce herself because we can't <laughs> none of us can pronounce her name. Snazanya. You were almost no. there. Almost there. It's Snezana. Snezana. Perfect. And no, we, wow, we, Snezana. Now I'll never be able to repeat that. And how it's, did how did she even make it on the podcast? I can't even say her name. So <laughs> how did you find us? Because she reached out to us, believe it or not. No. Yeah, she emailed me. Yeah, she's probably a therapist thinking we need some help. That was yeah, she listened to one episode <laughs> and she pro bono. She was just like, I have like, to help these this guys. Is the group. I need to get inside their minds so I understand how <laughs> it works. Right. So, so you you really reached out to us? I did, yeah. I reached out and I and I thought, hey, let's have a conversation. D did you listen to a couple episodes, or was it like five minutes and uh, you called? No, no, I listen. <laughs> I think any oh, certified my, therapist my within within like two <laughs> minutes of the intro is like, yeah, they're fucked. I love this, <laughs> and, and she don't I think. I will be honest. I didn't listen to the full episodes because they were very long. But I've been listening <laughs> to parts of many. <laughs> and, and she thinks we'll take it. she <laughs> thinks she can't hold an hour and a half podcast with us. Oh, we'll Heck yeah. it, and you still think this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's see by the end of it. Yeah, I love well, it. you know what? We'll do an exit interview with you right before we play the outro music and we'll see how you did. I'm not signing no waivers. <laughs> or, or really how we did. No, if she gets in my head, it's I, your I was fault. just about to say that. <laughs> Greg, I, look I really into feel like, the light. Yeah, I really feel like you guys brought me in on some sort of weird intervention. Yeah, really, Greg's needed help for a long time, and we didn't know how to do it. So I reached out to to whatever therapist was willing to come on the show. I, I was only able to find one because we're that jacked up. So we're gonna we're just gonna we're just gonna have to call her the therapist because I can't even the, pronounce the, the name. Well, what do you? Well, that's actually a question. Do you, as a professional title, are you a counselor, a therapist? How do you refer to yourself? So as a professional title, which gets a lot of people confused, I say somatic therapist. And what that means is I work with the body and the mind because they're connected. Oh. Okay. So which one do you think's fucked up the most here in four seats? Well, she... <laughs> oh, everybody get down. Yeah. Put the drugs away. You in a rough area of town? <laughs> She's getting pulled over while being on the podcast. That's, That's a right. first. That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be great. A therapist. <laughs> but you'd have to stay on the phone. So yeah, 
I mean, so, we make people that are ordering fast food stay on the phone. If you're getting pulled over, you have yeah, to absolutely. Be that is a given. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Uh, you're gonna have to hold on. I'm on a podcast, real quick. Yes. <laughs> Wait, your turn, sir. I got four patients. <laughs> so, uh, how did you get into as as an occupation? Do I refer to it as a therapist or a counselor? Mind games. You can say therapist. Okay. So, how did you get into being a therapist? Well, it's actually, I've been doing it for 23 years, so it's been a really long time, and I just kind of fell into it naturally. It was something that I was always interested in, and I've had personal experiences of trauma because I came here from a war and experienced a lot of trauma, so I was curious to see how I can help others not have to deal with the same things. Gotcha. So where did you come from if you came from a war? Yeah, I came from former Yugoslavia, which... I don't know how good your geography or yeah. history is. It's on the other it side. It used to be one country in Eastern Europe, and now it's six countries. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it got broken up that much. Yeah, they sectioned yeah. her off. Yeah. That so, is amazing. It's all right. Putin's slowly trying to reunite everything. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, it's got nothing to do with us. But. <laughs> so... Tonight, we were going to talk about kind of a, a continuation of the conversation about kind of culture in the trades, suicide rates in the trades, just overall the way the trades talk to people and really working on Greg Johnson. So, Greg, <laughs> tell us about your life. <laughs> how, how do you like figure? I, said, I, I had a feeling this was directly related to my brain. And you know what? I'm all right with it. Let's, Where, where's uh, the fuck flex time sound effect? <laughs> uh, it's in person. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I I feel tricked. That's all so, I got to say. Greg, why do you feel that you need to be here today if there's a therapist on the phone? Because <laughs> Brian said he was paying me. <laughs> no, no, no. I said I was paying tricked, the therapist. That, no. If you're feeling tricked, it means you probably know you need some. Oh, oh first bomb dropped. I, 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 <laughs> What'd you guys I'm say? This was it's not a hundred percent wired correctly. That's all I got to say. <laughs> what is this like? Two fifty an hour for her on the phone or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah, luckily we're getting the introduction rate. Like this is the free session. <laughs> oh, we'll be fine then. She's yeah. not going to really. What I tell when I run my workshops, I tell all the guys. I say what I'm giving you are tools that you would pay a lot of money for in one on one. So listen up because I'm giving it to you in the session. Boom. So, so before the podcast, we were talking, you work with a lot of trades, trades people. And, and I do love the detail that it's because you work with a lot of inmates, <laughs> so, in, incarcerated, incarcerated people and trades people that happen to also hand to hand to be yeah. a lot of trades people. So what are some of the big things that you see as a common trend among the trades when it comes to mental health? Yeah, I mean, I work with people that I see a lot of kind of emotional damage that gets created because of ex ex emotions that are not properly managed or people losing jobs, people not sustaining jobs, people creating conflict because they kind of let their emotions get the better of them or they act out aggression, um, you know, uh, uh, kind of taking that stuff home then and really just suppressing it through different, you know, substances, drugs, aggressive behavior at home, and just kind of the cycle of a lot of aggression and anger and things that are held in and not expressed out. 
Boy, I think she hit anger with Greg. She hit drugs with me. She. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she talks to inmates. How does this relate to us? You no, but she also. <laughs> yeah. Because we are inmates. You just Rick. haven't made it to the big house yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling, yeah, you're telling, you're telling me, me that you've been in the trade your whole life and haven't done at least a couple days in jail. You're not really in <laughs> the trades. trades. I bet you Brian's never done day. I've in never, jail. Done, never done time in jail. I've been. Oh, look, that's because you have toe shoes and you're not really in the trade. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Brian's a bitch. Wait until my man bun grows in. You guys will all be jealous. Yeah. yeah. Then we whore him out to the fucking slammer. So just so you're aware, uh, I am in the process of growing my hair out for a man bun, specifically for the podcast. Just, but I have just, to pass through Mulletville, which is where Greg Johnson just resides. I stalled there. He stays there, yeah. I'm trying to paint a picture. Oh, uh, you we'll send you it. a picture. You don't have to paint anything. Have you ever seen the movie Joe Dirt? Yeah. Yeah, but Greg, Greg <laughs> did it. Remember. Greg's not, not up to one. Off. Greg's up to one. He's got two mullets with two heads. <laughs> <laughs> so, of the of the problems that you see in the trades, you you said a lot of it mm-hmm. is not being able to white male. What what was what no. was the terminology? Not able. You weren't able to process through the emotions. Yeah, in a way where it's not. Uh, where it's a healthy way of processing emotions. So there's a lot of pent up and not properly expressed emotion that then comes out through harmful and aggressive behavior. So, so, so uh, irate employee is having problems. Yes. Mm-hmm. Emotion. Yeah. I've, you know, I've talked to guys who have, you know, lost their jobs because they were from a zero to a hundred because some, somebody says something to them the wrong way or they look at them the wrong way on the site. Or, and they just snap. You know, they, and they just snap. And then, you know, it creates a huge problem. And sometimes some of those guys might be out on parole or they might be. And so now it's, just, it's an even bigger problem than just losing their job, right? So it's this loop that I keep seeing a lot of just... Wow. And I'm getting caught in this loop of a lot of not knowing how to properly move through these emotions because there's not really a space to. I, I don't think I'd mess with a guy who was on parole who just lost his shit. I mean, I just got to <laughs> especially Especially if he's got a couple of teardrops. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a bad plan. That just means he's really sad. No, that, means he, that means he's killed motherfuckers, homeboy. You've, you've been m- misinterpreting this whole time and you've been a bitch the whole time. It just means he just wants sad. a hug, Rick. And two teardrops means he needs two hugs. I, I, I met so, that huh? tow truck driver do that. He had tattooed on his above his eyebrows, said fuck off and die. Yeah. <laughs> Down Well, there you go. So we were having car problems. Field day with that guy. Boy, I feel like you've really limited your life choices when you commit to something like that. Well he was he was driving he was driving one of those repo trucks and we were we were broke down on 94 in Detroit. And he fucking pulls over and, you know, he s- starts getting out. And I'm like, fuck, dude's going to jack our car. He's got one of those little sleeper mm-hmm. snatch things in the back. Sleeper snatch things? Were you picking up a lot, Lizard Rick? <laughs> no. He's like, hey, you need some help? And I'm like, no, I'm nah, good. sir, I'm good. When it said fuck off and die, I'm like, nah. I'm, oh, I'm we're just, good here. I'm just going to wait for the mechanic, man. I'm going to take my chances. Yeah. Yeah. You could have the car, sir. But- can I ask you guys a question? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Ask away. Yeah, I don't know. Terrified. You can take this podcast and run with it. I am terrified. Go for it. 
So you asked me what are the trends I see. I would love to hear what are the trends that you see as people who are in the field and what do you think constitutes as like, oh, those are some mental health issues that I'm seeing on site. Greg, take it. Mm, I would say, so you say that there's, you know, anger and emotions and stuff like that is a problem. I think that's normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're yelling at a guy or somebody, you know, two two men get into a heated conversation and elevate their voices. Now, hang to, on, hang to, on. You got to specify in what manner are you getting heated and elevating your voices there, Greg? What kind of job site are you running? Well, <laughs> if two guys are disagreeing. Okay. Uh, in a disagreement, not in, disagreement. A, in an aggressive arousal way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I, to me, that that's healthy. I don't know. I don't know if it's like so you're processing really through the emotions by elevating your voice. Yeah, you got two guys who are getting angry at each other. Now as long as they don't start throwing fists, which usually That solves problems. It yeah, does. It could happen. We we've, we've solved problems with violence for years. But yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that that to me isn't anything to be worried about. But you're saying it is? Okay, I want to hear from the rest of you, too. <laughs> well, we know Greg's fucked up. How about the rest of y'all? <laughs> Go ahead, Tot. It's always rainbows and butterflies on my job sites. That's because you eat shit. fucking ice cubes yeah. and sugar cubes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, sugar cubes, exactly. Yeah. But really, no, I, I, I don't really see too many problems other than, you know, yeah, if there's people that are holding anger aggression inside of them and they let it out on the job site it could be not healthy but at the same time like greg said two guys yelling at each other really doesn't throw me like a red flag you know it's just guys being guys yep you know and then as long as they part ways yeah they handle with themselves. the same understanding at the end of it you know right. so what what about you there's Rick? a lot of fucking problems out there's there. so many fucking problems you, you go know, ahead. But yelling is only one of them. You know? well, well, a lot of it starts with just fucking the way the people are raised if they never took structure, yeah. order, because the trades, there's a lot of discipline and structure. and They then never had leadership. Yeah, there's a leadership from knowledge to no knowledge, and then there's a um, barrier between vocabulary and training people and, you know, pride and ego. There's a lot of... A lot of misconceptions, and then you throw the technology part into it, right? And then it, it starts at a young age when somebody can't wake up through their, they sleep through their alarm instead of waking up and showing up going, hey, I know it's 530 in the morning. I need to, I need to be disciplined and get up even if I don't want to get up because the days I'm, I'm struggling, right? Mm -hmm. They don't, they just don't start with a structure. So then they get there. They're already in a bad attitude because they probably slept 10 more minutes and then they get caught by a traffic light right so yep. it's self-inflicting problem it's just compound then they get there and they meet you which is under pressure because you got some we issues got timeline going on. they're late yep. i gotta let them know so <laughs> there's i mean there's a lot of issues and i don't want to say all of it's self-inflicted but i think there's a handful of it that if i believe if you started out better on the right foot every day at least with your best foot forward it has to be a little bit better than starting backwards yeah so there's a lot of fucking issues, though. That's just so to surface. answer that question that you had about like what what's what's the parallel between you guys and, and you know people who've been incarcerated. So to in a jail or in a prison, 
the, the environment is assumed that the only way to solve a problem is through violence, just like what Greg said there. Mm-hmm. We, we are used to resolving issues with violence. And sometimes that can be like a life and death situation and you got to use violence. Like I've told my guys who are inside, like sometimes you've got to use violence because you're not going to sit there while somebody's threatening your life. And, yeah. So, right? so were you like but, encouraging him shanking other guys? Yeah. Guy? Greg experiences this no. like every other day on the job. <laughs> <laughs> but that is like a rare life and death situation. The problem is that, when you are constantly responding to everything with aggression and violence, what you're actually doing is telling your brain that all the time you are in danger and all the time you are in survival. And yeah. that is going to have super negative effects on your mental health in your whole life yeah, as so that, well as in your physical health. See, I couldn't be a fucking therapist. I'd tell the fucking guy stab him with the shovel and chop him in two and bury the fucker well, if you're in danger. Get out so with a J. I couldn't do it. So what's really interesting about what she just said, I actually noticed in my own personality when I joined the trades. So I came, I to, to give you a little bit of a background on me, I came from the white collar world and got into the trades. And so I learned the blue collar he side. He says this every fucking fucking Because every this one. is her first time on the podcast. All she got. doesn't know me. She doesn't know me. You don't know me. Brian was a bitch. He was a banker. I he was a, a blowjobber, fish washer. And then I decided to come over and play manly man in the trades. And he's a YouTuber. But then yeah. I got confused. And now I'm growing a man bun. Like, who knows where we're going to be tomorrow? But, oh, I but got no. a good idea. For, for a while... I thought I was going to just join the crowd and I was going to yell and scream at everybody because that's what everybody else did. And what I noticed is my my personality started to change you over wept? the course of about six to eight months. No, I, I it got to the you point. You became a man. It got to the point where I was constantly <laughs> I on edge and I was constantly responding to my kids that way. I oh, was yeah. responding to my wife that the way. Outburst. It was just, yeah, like anger. it was instant anger. Yeah. And that's where I went with everything. And now it's been it's been a process to actually go backwards, backwards with yeah. that. And I thought, you know, that's actually really, it's interesting, but at the same time, it's really scary at how easy it was to go down that path of just being angry all the time and screaming and how hard it was to get back to normal. Chill Brian. out. Just chill the fuck out. There's yeah, no men, reason to get excited. Men about suck this. with giving Weed. direction. Weed. Yeah. yeah. Helped smoke that bowl. <laughs> that's bro. right. Yeah. That's right. And that's the, the reason the weed helps or feels like it helps is because it has an effect on calming down the brain out of its survival state. And what you're doing is, like I said, you're telling your brain all the time it's in danger. So when your brain's in danger, it's going to do what it needs to do to survive. It might fight or it might get out of there. Right. And if the environment encourages it to fight, it will most likely fight. But that doesn't just shut off when you leave the, the job. It stays and it becomes your normal way of seeing and relating. Especially to the world. if you didn't get to sudden, the problem, you know, finish the problem exactly. on site. You take it home. All and- right. I got to ask because the audience I- are asking, how have you solved some problems for some prisoners that are trying to? shank each other with some anger but how yeah, can they you still, help greg well they still got to go back they still got to go I'm back to the cell angry person no i got i gotta know because how do you even fix something that every day is like doomsday in a lot of these guys minds they have to go back behind bars they go back to incarceration the next day it's the same steps one through ten how do you even help someone like that get through life yeah, and get through their it, day one thing that i always say is you can respond to situations or you can react to situations. 
And that is the thing that I teach the guys sometimes. It could take years. But I've had guys who were, when I started working with them, who were in solitary all the time because they were always getting into fights and they were always getting locked up to a point where with one of the guys, we celebrated a year anniversary of no solitary confinement because wow. he had not a single fight or incident. Now, right? as much as and I... it doesn't mean he was provoked. He was provoked because you're provoked <clears throat> almost all the time. Yeah. But he knew how to respond instead of reacting. Now, I will say as much, I do not want to downplay what you just said. But at the same time, I also feel like you've set a very good bar for me to set my standards by. And I feel like I'm really winning at life. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't went to solitary in a whole year. Absolutely. And I know for your inmate, that was huge. But by God, I feel like I'm doing pretty damn good in life now. (laughs) I feel like we can walk away from it. Right. (laughs) That's true. For him, not being in solitary can make it a huge, you know, it will determine whether he gets parole or in parole or not. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's not just about that moment. It's about the future of the life that you're trying to build. Right. Because it's every moment, moment to moment that builds your future. So how are you responding to the moments now? Is going to impact what you get in the five years from now, 10 years from now. Boy, that what was kind a of life you're going to have. That was a beautiful way to tie that right back into where we are in the trades. Like it has nothing to do with the guy in solitary. It's no, every moment you're responding and you're determining how you're going to React. Choose your course in yeah. life. So have you dealt with some <clears throat> tradesmen that never made it behind bars and you've helped them in any situations in life? You need help, Rick? No, I'm asking. Yeah, I've had I've had many guys. Usually a lot of the guys will tend to come to me for um, more first. They'll come to me about relationship issues where they're having things, you know, that are triggering for them where they can't resolve a conflict and they can't resolve a relationship issue. And the personal relationships are way harder to resolve then the work relationships because there is already like an understanding of what is expected at the work, but in personal is just anything goes right. That people can change their mind all the time, what yeah. they want in a relationship. <clears throat> right. And people change as they go. So oftentimes those guys who come to me for relationship stuff, surprisingly, interestingly enough in jail too, a lot of guys who talk to me about relationship issues as the main issue, they take those skills and then translate it into stuff at work where it's actually then even easier. So let me, let me ask you this as our audience speaking for the audience, talking about your feelings and your bitch emotions. That's it. That's just all girly stuff. Absolutely. Well, what's your response? <laughs> you're, you're talking about dealing with not only like tradespeople, you're dealing with incarcerated inmates. What is your mm-hmm. response to that whole attitude? This whole hyper masculinity that you can't talk about your feelings and you shouldn't because you're a man. Stop being a bitch, Brian. I don't think I have feelings. I, I definitely have a lot to say on that. But let me <laughs> I have ask no you empathy. First. How many how many emotions are there? How One. many emotions? Happy and sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all there is. There's no tweeners. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one. Well, uh, wrong. <laughs> wrong answer. Fair enough. Fair what? enough. Well, add, enlighten add us. Add what is the correct answer? I failed that one. <laughs> add, add some color into our black and white life. <laughs> happy? Not happy. <laughs> Awake? Sleeping. Here's, the problem is that, and I've had many guys say this, that a lot of men are only allowed to express one emotion as a legit emotion, and it's anger. Yeah. So a lot of men will not 
will challenge anyone that takes away their anger because then what are you left with if you're only allowed to express that one emotion, right? But the problem is that that's just conditioning. That's not the reality because emotions are just chemical reactions in the body. They're actually not even real. They're just things that your brain sends out when it's triggered by something from your environment. And there's infinite number of emotions, infinite. I once asked a guy to write down 100 emotions for me, and he was like, oh, there's not 100 emotions. I was like, well, yeah, let's try. <laughs> there's and he seven. wrote way more than 100. There's you know, happy-ish. There's actually there's <laughs> infinite number of emotions, as there is everything in life, right? Like, So the problem isn't that men are not, you know, don't express their emotions because they don't feel them. You feel them. You just haven't been given permission or skills to ever be able to express them in anything but anger. So men will express all emotions under one rather than learning that there's like a whole lot of different emotions and that each one can be expressed differently. So from and here on out, think that that's a woman's thing, but it's not because women too actually don't. Women are fucked up too. <laughs> they don't, they, they, they don't they, express they, all their emotions either. And yeah, they, to, they have several thousand of them. I yeah. think from here on out, any emotion we'll just call the Greg Johnson emotion. It's <laughs> just one dimensional. No, the, there's two. I'm having it's a Greg Johnson emotion. All. There might be three. There's happy, sad, and happy-ish. And then there's <laughs> er. That's true. You do have er. <laughs> I don't know. I er is really everyone even a thing. who's listening an invite to Google the emotion wheel. Google emotion wheel. The emotion and wheel. Justice. I'm pretty Not happy with my. I tell you what, I'm going to take that to the bedroom tonight. That emotion wheel. We're going to see how this so works. So Greg Johnson has an emotion level, and it's <laughs> as you tip the level to one side, it's yeah. happy, and you tip it to the other side, it's unhappy. And Holy there's no shit. sad; it's just pissed or not pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're see you're leaving out the middle where the level is balanced. Yeah, that's where I try and stay. So, okay, the third emotion. That's your third emotion. Yeah, happy-ish. That's ish. Okay, happy-ish. So that's how, a beautiful... How come, this emotion wheel is quite beautiful. Why don't you try that Todd tomorrow is, in Colorado, Todd? So Todd's going on a trip to Colorado starting four, tomorrow. Four men. And he's going to drop ever, a little acid and check out the emotion and wheel. And if you ever seen Brokeback Mountain... <laughs> I mean, Brokeback Broke, Fishing. Brokeback Mountain. So what little, is that thing? It's, it's the emotion the pride, wheel. It's a pride wheel. Oh my god! It does look it. a little bit like the pride wheel, <laughs> but but there's a little bit of depth there to it beyond Greg Johnson's level of emotions. <laughs> so why, I think I'm spot on. Why do the trades create such a need for a therapist? I don't think the trades create a need for a therapist. I, I think, think it's people that, in general. Yeah, people the human in general, and when nature. there's environments where. Things are not He's expressed in its multitude kind of ways. It just creates a certain kind of tension or bottleneck where it becomes more of an issue. But you can find the same issue in other sectors. You can find it, I'm sure, as I forget who, which one of you was in banking, but you can find it in there. You can find it in the corporate sector. You can find it in the doctors, you know, who got huge suicide rates, right? Nurses, like. It's everywhere. It's yeah, you sit back and you think, we, like, how is there not more outburst? <laughs> no, know, there's a lot of outbursts. You know, how many freaking shootings have we had just this year? There's a fuckload of outbursts. I'm, sit, that I'm just, sitting there like, that's not, like, the amount of stress that people are under and, like, the mental health issues that people have right now. I'm surprised there's not, like, 500 a day. 
Titan, Titan's the kind of guy the world be on fire. He'd be like, let's get some marshmallows and roast them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, happy 24 7. So That's you've been true. a therapist for 23 years, you said? Yes. How has it progressed? Has it gotten worse since you first started to now? Is there the, the same reoccurring problems in life for human beings in general, or has it got more complicated? I would say it's been pretty steady until this pandemic. And since this pandemic is it definitely the shit has hit the fan. I feel like it hasn't let up either. Like even with the, the quote unquote pandemic being over, I saw somebody with a mask on. Yeah, dude. I feel like I feel like everyone's still. I don't. I don't feel like the pressure ever let up from COVID. Oh, it did for sure. But just from a just from an overall feeling standpoint, I feel like that. Like there was this this just overarching blanket of tension that settled in around COVID, and I feel like yeah. overall that tension never left. I never had the tension because I didn't care about COVID. I just kept on. Like it. Greg like, was in his happy-ish stage. <laughs> I, I, I literally no was one's like, getting in his way. <laughs> I they were like, you can't work, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll go up north and work. And then I worked up north, and then yeah. I came home and worked. And so let's dive into like, that. Why do you feel like north. you have to work all the time, Greg? What else were you put on this planet? To do? <sighs> I'm gonna let oh, the you therapist take that. Planet to work. <laughs> huh? Capitalism for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's capitalism in a nutshell. You were only here to work. That's it. If you, they, I they pick say, this up and put it down. They say if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. Yeah, so that's true. Why do you look so tired? It's because he just ate like five thousand carbs. He's, no, I'm pretty happy. I mean, I built a sawmill. I did a bunch of fun projects that I'd been wanting to do for a long time. So, yep. yeah, literally, COVID didn't really but, affect me other than financially. It sucked. Yeah. The thing about like what you're talking about is in in what I talk about is is actually connect, even though you don't think it does. But one thing I talk a lot about is that everything we do is usually guided by our emotions. And this is why we need to know them because we are emotional beings. It's like the animal part of our brain that is automatic. It's emotional. So you think you're using logic and making decisions, but you're actually just emotionally responding to things. This is why like the best marketers will sell you a product and never even tell you what the product is until the end. They'll sell you an emotional experience. So you love working because it gives you an emotion. It, you are chasing a certain emotion that you don't quite name, but you know inside what it is and you feel it and you know when you're not in it, but you know when you're in it, right? So you're still have, being an emotional human being, even though you don't think you are, because that's what human beings are. We are emotional human beings, even if we can't name all the emotions. So Greg's a workaholic. Responding to it. Greg's a workaholic. He works sun up, sun down. All he does Even is work down, seven yeah. days a week. He works at home nonstop. If he's not doing that, he's helping somebody. What fucking emotion is Greg chasing then? <laughs> yeah, please let me know. He's what getting my... something out of it. What is it? A raging heart on. You don't do anything. You don't do anything in life if you're not getting a benefit from it, even if it's something that's not Work good, is your dopamine. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. so I, I guess I enjoy... Completing, like starting something and completing something yes. is your... Yeah, yeah that's, that that's and your avoiding dopamine. family. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Most of the time, my family works with me. So yeah, there you go. Like, yeah. watching, I don't know, you, you build your house. You watch it start from, you know, a bunch of trees to next thing you know, it's a home. Yep. And you kind of get some sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Absolutely. You, 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 Absolutely. you get that joy of, hey, look, I did that. 
I think that's what drives a lot of the trades is that yeah. that sense the accomplishment. of accomplishment, the building. Yep. Like I was having a conversation the other night with my mom about this whole studio build. And she's like, oh, you've been working really hard. It's been really rough. I'm sorry you have to do all this. I'm like, no, it's been like, it's been hard. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it's been super rewarding because here I am. I've spent the last, you know, 12 to 13 years of my life honing my craft. And now I get to use it and save our family a shitload of money, you know, in, in doing all the excavating work. And then I decided to take on the electrical and I'm using my hands to actually build something for my family. Like as hard as it's been, it's really rewarding to be able to go do that. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the trades in a nutshell is the reason we're all driven to go do this is because we all recognize it's cool as shit to be able to go out there with your hands and go do something that materially benefits other people. Has it been people. therapeutic for you? It has. And stressful. Dude, I've been out there fucking smoking my weed, running my wire, enjoying life. Red is black. Black is red. Yeah, Brown it's fine, is neutral. Man. What? It's Green fine. and yellow. And it's going to be a happy, heated home because it will be on fire <laughs> with all wanna, my life. <laughs> I want to bring your attention to uh -oh. that Greg, you name you identified two emotions that you didn't you identified. Oh, we've expanded Greg's toolbox. W what are those? <laughs> accomplished and joy. You said it yourself. You said it gives me joy. So you see, you have more than uh, happy. Uh, happy you're at the five. That falls under happy. I just figured out after this fucking podcast, I'm going out and buying you a tool belt, and I'm going to spray paint each of the pouches a different color. And it's going to be Greg Johnson's emotional tool belt. And tonight we're going to fill that bitch. We're going to get a we're going to get an emotions wheel and put it in the hallway. Nope, Here. it's it's literally sense of accomplishment. Happy. This is the accomplishment the pouch. Shit. Pissed. Yeah. This is what was the other one? I already joy. forgot his second joy. image. Joy. joy. This is a joy pouch. We have a happiness pouch. We have a sad pouch. And a happier. I don't and, know. Then, and, then, and then the fucked one will just be a hole around your ass. <laughs> Right. I was staring at that wheel and I'm like, what the fuck is that this? Do, do you see the glory but hole in the middle? It's black. If you're, at, if you're looking at that wheel, you'll see like the emotions in the middle are like happy, sad, and the, what we yeah. call the big five or however. Yeah, the so Greg got, Johnson the, wheel. I call it the high five. The way I see it is there's only really two. There's mad and peaceful, which is pretty close to happy and sad. <laughs> I feel there's all this but, other stuff. The other stuff is all there. You just haven't ever needed to use the language, but it's all there. Your brain knows it, but you and I might not be using the, the vocabulary language because is every emotion's got a layer. Greg's and really diving into this. Part of like, that is the first part of emotional literacy that I usually teach is the vocabulary. Like You need to uh, okay. know how to name something if you haven't named it before. It's like when you're starting the trades, you don't know all the tools. You got to learn what they're called. You gotta be able to name them. So when someone says, "Pass me this," you know exactly what it is. It's the same thing with emotions. If you've never used them in that way, you don't know. So you gotta learn what they are. Greg, I'd rather just not use them. I'm Greg, happy. Do you know, do you know what you're looking sad. at? I there? got sunshine. I'm reading them all. Time. And shut up. That's that's what I sing every morning. I just Fucking skip guy. Down the road. You wanna know why you wanna use them? Why? Because your definition of happy. And my definition of happy are not the same. Mm -hmm. So oh, absolutely. You, could, you could say, you could say that, oh, I'm happy. And I could mean like, okay, that means you're doing super well. And I'm going to give you certain things to do. But my definition of happy could be, I just got out of bed this morning. So I'm happy. And that's all I'm able to do today. Well, yeah, therapy, a lot of conflicts, a lot of conflicts that we have with each other 
is because we are assuming that you are feeling what I think you that means. So if you tell me happy, that really doesn't mean a lot. But if you tell me that you're feeling, you know, joyful, I have a greater understanding of what you could be feeling. And I'm not going to misinterpret you and I might prevent a conflict. Hey, Greg, I can assure you that I will never tell anybody that I'm joyful. Let me <laughs> let me tell you what's happening over here. Greg, you said today, you said you're feeling I want, joy. So I want to see it. Greg pick 10 <laughs> letters and numbers and vocabulary off of that little multi-color wheel. Well, what I was about to Greg, say is... Tell me 10 emotions for you uh, off that wheel. On Please this read end, them. it's like 2001 A Space Odyssey with Greg <laughs> looking at this. He's yeah. fucking beating on that thing like one of the monkeys he's looking like, at this God, color God, God, wheel God, of God, emotions. God. He's like, I don't see all my emotions. <laughs> I don't, I don't, there's very, very few. If you had to pick 10, Greg, what would they be? Oh. Uh, let's see here. I, I would go with and what color do you want your tool pouch? Your emotional guilty? tool pouch. Guilty. 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 Okay. That would be one. Of That's like a dark when brown. When do you feel guilty? <laughs> Maybe black. Yeah, Greg. You know yeah. when you get really fucked up and you wake up the next morning and you're like, "Man, what did I break?" Yeah, that's that's guilty. So hang on, yeah. we're talking just recent, hot off the press from last night. You feel guilty today? No, no. Oh, damn it! Didn't get far enough. <laughs> I don't know. I All right. he, he Nine more. You know, like when you run over your kid's bike and you're like, "Fuck!" Oh, <laughs> damn it. There we go. So I can do that one. All right. Uh, That's proud. one. Proud. Proud. Oh, two. Right. Two. We already talked about joyful. Now, what are some of your proudest moments? And, and we talked about. Oh, I just had a really good. This moment. is therapy. I, I just finished planting the farm and I was pulling the equipment out of there and I was like, damn. You sense of accomplishment. Yep. yep that done. was at four. So a sense of accomplishment hey, is four. Don't pick all Greg's. So that's three. No, three. No, three is one. I'm just helping is, him. This is Greg's $250 hour therapy. So he's expressing therapy. the emotion. We're helping him put the vocabulary with it. Well, I can do uh, hostile. 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 Okay. So that's four. That's five. Angry. Angry. Well, you're really leaning towards those uh, red <laughs> ones, one, huh? One guy had six. One guy had there's five. There's only five. You jumped there was into, six. No, there's only five. Joyful. Because from earlier, joyful. You missed out on joyful. No, Greg didn't pick part that. Part of our fucking startup of yeah. Brian. He expressed an emotion. We got to give hey. Greg credit anytime hey. he expresses an emotion. Hey. Can Are you, you really going to shortchange the man? Can Today you, I am. Hey, Todd, you bored. see how the, bored is an emotion? I can oh, do that one. Seven. You yeah. know what, Todd? You see how the Democrats cheat all the time, don't you? That's yeah. right. It's, That's right. Yeah. It's the liberal a in me. Numbers. They like, jump yeah. right. They just jump right in front of you. <laughs> That's it. That's all there is on this wheel. So we made it to We made it to six or seven, depending on who's counting. The, so I always tell my daughter, there's apply. no such thing as being Well, I say from two to six, that's quite progress. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> but we made some real progress tonight here, Greg. Good. So <laughs> so what, what can people do to help themselves instead of obviously going to a therapist every day? If you could give advice, what could some of the people, man, woman, work on to get through life and deal with their struggles on a daily basis? That's not an option. Yeah. A therapist isn't even always like for everybody. Like it's yeah. not always for everybody. I'm not a hundred percent. Oh, therapy is the solution. It's not because it's a mix of things. But one thing that I think is always, I like to use is like two things, two sentences, I guess you could say one sentence is for yourself and you don't necessarily even have to for do yourself. That's number else, one, but you, you can do it with others if you want, but it's better. best to start with yourself is to when, when you are, 
having a lot of things going on in your life, and it doesn't have to mean you're feeling a lot of things, but just a lot of maybe stress or whatever, or something's not working out, something's pissing you off, to ask yourself, take a moment, ask yourself, what am I feeling? And then name yourself, name it. And then the second question is to ask yourself, what do I need? Because all of our emotions, we, if you look at like the hierarchy of needs, you know, we have the basic needs of like survival, food, shelter, water, this, and we go above in that hierarchy, we have emotional needs. We all want to be loved, needed, respected. There's a gazillion different needs that as babies we have, right? Cared for, nurtured, all these different emotional needs. So every time we're feeling an emotion, there is a, something that we need. So if I'm having a lot of stress or things are just not working out the way I want them to in my life, I can just be, ask myself for a second, what am I feeling? And I could maybe say, I'm feeling agitated. Well, what do I need? Maybe in that moment, I just need to go take a walk. But if I keep asking myself the same question over and over again, I'm eventually going to get deeper and be like, maybe I need to change How do I fix this? Or maybe yeah. I need to talk to my, you know, whatever. Like, you will find the solutions are in you, but you just have to ask the right questions of yourself. And what do I feel and what do I need? Kind of help the brain activate in such a way where you can get to the deeper parts of yourself. So obviously people get irritated and pissed if you say, hey, you're fucked up. You need to go see a fucking therapist or a counselor. They take I, offense to it. Yeah. How do you go about trying to have this conversation that's, you know, tiptoeing around going, you know, you need some kind of help or there's something bothering you. How do you, how do you address something like that? I would never tell anyone that they need to go see a therapist <laughs> or a counselor. I will ask them if they think they need to go talk to someone. And if they think they do, then I will help them figure that out. But if they don't think they do, then I won't because they won't. And one has to choose to go see a therapist. But seeing a therapist isn't the only way to support our mental health. You know, no. there's lifestyle habits. There's having a really good social circle around you, whether that's friends or colleagues or whoever that can be a supportive circle for you. So it doesn't always, you know, the therapy is I a think very, that's... very Western thing. So smoking weed in a group. There's something to that. The Indians had to figure it Smoking out with the peace weed pipe. in a group to an extent depends on your group, depends on how much weed, depends how often, <laughs> all of those kind of things come into play, right? Like Cheech and Chong kind of fucking Like rolling smoking. around, yeah, at the end of the day. Like waking up with Johnson your six over. roommates that you share a one-bedroom apartment with to just have a powwow <laughs> and smoke a bunch of weed and then go back to bed. That's not very productive and not, no. you're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> You got to rethink. So now, a, now, if you're on vacation up north after a long, awesome, solid season working out in the, the dirt, you pull out you Greg Johnson's emotional cabin, tool belt, and you have a little powwow with the bong. Absolutely, that's a little pat on the back saying, "Hey, we did it, guys!" And then, and then Greg will don the emotional Decompress. tool belt, yeah, because he's loosened up a little bit. Would you say that's a healthy thing? Uh, no, I don't like smoking weed, but you'll wear the tool belt. Yeah. Yeah. See I'm there. Going, I'm See, going we back still, happy, sad. I just ordered it on Amazon, dude. Yeah, we we got it's an coming. emotional tool belt in the works, man. <laughs> like we gotta, we're going forward. No, Greg, we're not going backwards. Greg uses his ball sack as the pendulum. <laughs> you guys have lost your fucking mind. Like so, going back to like the m mental health and how people can get out of it. You said like you got to change your situation. You know, it, and I think the number one thing for people is that they don't know how to. You know, mm -hmm. every day you wake up and it's a shitty day and a shitty day. And you're around mm -hmm. shitty people. Like, wouldn't you think? What are your options? One day you'd wake up and be like, "I need to get the fuck away from this," and just leave. Mm -hmm. 
And if you can't, and like, yeah, if, if yeah, because there's situations the situation, that you're not able to, but then you do it. But if you can't change the situation, we go back to what I said at the beginning. How can you learn to respond to things rather than knee jerk react? Yeah. Right. Because if you respond to things in a certain way, you can respond to a situation in a way where it makes your life a living hell or in a way where it makes it tolerable and manageable and perhaps even being able to find some joy within it maybe, right? It's all in how you respond to the situation. You can't necessarily always change the situation. Most of the time you can't change the situation yep. or like for a really long time you can't change it. So it's the, the most powerful tool we have as human beings is learning how to respond to the situations because that's going to determine our quality of life. You know the things that we have around us. If we are have, if we have a negative way that we respond to them, we can have all the great best things in the world, but we'll still have a, a hard quality of life. We'll still yep. have a negative kind of quality of life. But if we want a good quality of life for ourselves, whatever that means for ourselves, we have to learn to respond in such a way that allows us to manage the the and kind of move through. Imagine like imagine like yourself like a river, right? Like that river has its ups and downs. It's, it's sometimes faster, sometimes not so fast, but it, it needs to stay within the bank. Yeah, right? I think you lost us there. You don't there. want it to overflow. The, the <laughs> rivers don't go up and down. They go left, well, right, has, and down. <laughs> they flow fast <laughs> and they, fast, they, sl- they flow slow. Just That's to- what I mean by up and down. I mean the current. Sometimes it's super quiet and there's no movement. Sometimes I was just thinking the water's going no up movement. the mountain, down the mountain. <laughs> Okay, so, I so meant, yeah, I knew what you meant. We were just getting well, shit. Let me, I speak for ninety percent of the guests. It, they were fucking it, lost. So let me ask you this: <laughs> a roller coaster. Everyone's yes. everyone's response, and this is even outside of the trades, but especially for the trades. Oh, therapy's for someone else. I don't need therapy. That's for that's for people who are fucked up. Yeah, not me. If if you were to kind of let people know what is a way to gauge. Is it going to be beneficial? And I want to word this a specific way. Is it going to be beneficial for me to talk to someone? How, how do I gauge that? When do I know if that's going to benefit me or if that's just for someone else? <laughs> if it's improving my quality of life. Yeah. If it's not, then it's not beneficial. If it's anything that is going to improve my quality of life on a consistent basis, not as a quick fix, because there's things that people do to feel like their life has been improved in a quick fix. And that's a lot of those different addictive behaviors sometimes give us those quick fixes of like my life feels better right, what, right now, but it's not a con- constant or sustainable. Well, so but- if it's going to improve my back to like in five, 10 years, will this contribute to my quality of my life? Just feeling better as I go along <clears throat> in my life. Well, but yeah. you're coming at it from the angle of someone who's already talking to someone. I'm coming at it more of the angle of, Greg no, Johnson. Here, well, well, no, we've got a platform where we're reaching roughly 6,500 people a month in the trades. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone listening to this is going, oh, that's for fucked up people. I ain't fucked up. I don't need to talk to someone. And I guess where I'm going is for the people who are listening right now that think they don't have an issue in the world, even though they do, Greg Johnson. <laughs> how, I like, ain't fucked up. How, it's, what it's what would kind of be some indicators of, hey, you might benefit from talking to someone? And it, and, I, and it doesn't need to be more than talking to someone. This isn't a huge, big, scary thing. It's just talking yeah. to someone. Well, indicators where, uh, can sometimes be 
um, same problems that keep repeating itself, where you keep finding yourself in the same situations and be like, how the hell am I back here again? Why is this the same loop? Why is this happening again? Maybe you keep not having really like good relationships in your life or relationships that are filled with a lot of conflict or with people that are like you would say that are toxic. You know, maybe you're not being able to like keep a job or sustain a job or you feel like you're just kind of going in circles and spinning your wheels. Those are pretty good indicators that there is something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. So being a therapist, how do you keep your fucking head on straight dealing with all these fucked up people? Well, she drinks I just, a shit you know, ton. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I learned to separate work and life, right? And I don't, I don't take that stuff home. So with practice, one one learns. And also, I as a therapist, I sit in a very neutral space. So I don't, I'm not in there with you. I'm just as an observer. I kind of see my role as somebody who can help guide you through that journey. But I'm not there to do the journey for you. But so do you ever find yourself? hearing a story, seeing somebody just so down and them telling the sure. open up and you're like, you, you're not able to turn it off when you leave and when you go home. For sure. And that's why I have to have my own mental health support. I yeah. go to the therapist. I have my own social It's a giant I have my own pyramid scheme, isn't it? Well, that means that <laughs> somewhere out there is the ultimate, Who's the ultimate therapist? Gandalf therapist. therapist. <laughs> Greg motherfucking Greg Johnson, Johnson who has reduced all human emotion <laughs> to happy, happy, happy-ish and happy sad. Just, I just, I mean, if you just simplify the process, <laughs> he's. Are you still looking at the fucking emotion wheel over there? No. Okay. He's looking at colors now. Okay. <laughs> there, you know, you did you know there's more than three colors? <laughs> Greg is Greg's on, diving deep into teal. Greg I just <laughs> found the spectrum and he's reading the results. That's right. That's right. I always <laughs> thought that I'm like, man, what the fuck do therapists do after listening to all their she, people you know, come you know to what therapy? They do, like, they do the they need therapy same. themselves. And no, then I'm that. just sitting there, I'm like, is the next therapist, is that the fucking bartender? They listen you know, to that. They listen to that <laughs> shit and they go, my life's not is. fucked up. Right? Yeah. A lot of people get into therapy because, as therapists, because they themselves have gone through stuff. So usually they do tend to have a bit of a higher kind of resilience to those things. But also because they've gone through stuff, they might also kind of be more triggered. So for sure, there's a lot of therapists out there who, you know, don't properly take care of their own mental health, just like in anything. But then you got to lead by example if you're going to be, yeah. So have you met somebody where you just looked at them and you're just like, they're just fucked up? Too much. There's no There's help. no saving you ever. Too much. Greg Johnson. <laughs> I would never say that, but I have met people that I can see that there's a lot of obstacles that one has to get through in order for them to kind of break through some of the things that are stopping them from having a better quality of life. So, so if I translate that correctly, there's some look, I'd up never here. say this out loud, but goddamn, that guy's fucked up. Yeah. Yep. So That's what that is. for some of those that are fucked up, what's the next step if therapy don't work? See that cliff? Prison. Walk off of it. <laughs> you just got to commit yourself. You got to commit. Never. Do a full no, send, boys. I mean, it is a combination of things. Like I say, the therapy in itself is not a solution on its own. It's a combination it's a stepping of many stone. things. It's part of a, a greater kind of puzzle, right? Like there's other pieces that need to come into place as well that one needs to 
cultivating their license. Now, what happens when you find all those pieces and put that puzzle together? What is what does that feel like? Have you hit that pinnacle? You can hit the pinnacle. Well, the all way you want. I actually like to look at that puzzle, I like to look at it like a bicycle wheel, right? And that all of the little different spokes in the bicycle keep yeah. the wheel rotating. So you need all those puzzles to be there, but you are not going to be looking at all of them at the same time because it needs to be rotating. So you could only maybe address one or two at a time yeah. and that's okay. And then at some other time in your life, you will address some other things. As long as you're having a full picture of your life and you're kind of just working through it, that is fine. That's awesome. Now, if this was my bicycle wheel, I'd have all those, You'd have little, flat those little clips on the spokes <laughs> that you, like when you're riding, they're like, <laughs> you know, they, do they light up? It, yeah, but no. Remember those little <laughs> circles you used to clip on your spokes? Tat, yeah, Tat and when you used to put the card in the front, so it made some yeah, 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 drop like and go down. Bike. Drop and go down is like that was a cheap man's dirt bike because our parents yeah. wouldn't buy us a dirt bike, so we had to make our. Oh, own. We put the uh, paper clips in. Yeah, and then the, and then the, it, you have to pedal <laughs> twice card. as hard because you created so much fucking yeah. friction, but it sounded badass. Tat, I remember Tat. I used to sit there and like put do that, and I'd stop and I'd look like I was starting my bike. Yeah, like, kick start it. And then I tried and I, I honestly thought I was riding like a 250. Yeah, Todd's, yeah. Todd's parents for therapy. We'll let him go play fucking tag in the dark with light up shoes. How <laughs> <laughs> come I'm always getting found? <laughs> so let me ask you this: as as someone who has experienced the trades, why do you think the suicide rate is four times higher than the national average? What what can we do to to help that? Quit working. Well, yeah. So to understand that, it goes. It's helpful to understand how our brain works in survival mode, right? Because remember how I was saying earlier that if you're always in a survival mode, like you tend to be maybe perhaps more aggressive, and you're always kind of putting this pressure and stress on your brain and your body. So there's a point that when your body and your brain says, that's enough, I can't do this anymore. And it goes into something that we call the freeze state. And it's a complete shutdown. And this is where suicidal ideation and suicides kind of take place because it's literally the nervous system saying, I can't even survive anymore. I can't even fight anymore. I'm done. I, like, I'm done, right? So the reason why I think this is just my opinion in the trades is so common is because everyone's already functioning in the fight state. Everyone's yeah. already so high in the function state that it's so much easier to be like, I'm done. Rather than if we're kind of functioning at a more regulated state, the next level up would be the fight state, not the freeze state. But if you're already functioning in the fight state, the next level up is the freeze state. So you're that much closer to nervous system shutdown going, I can't do this anymore. What's the common problem that you seem to find with everybody, like, what's the main problem, main focus? Is it self-esteem? Is it pride? Is it lack just, of seed? Yeah. <laughs> lack of something. <laughs> Woke up and you found out he was a bitch. <laughs> well, I find, like, you know how you all were saying earlier that, like, a lot of people get into this because that sense of accomplishment and that sense of, like, you know, I did this. And so I find that there's oftentimes something behind there that is driving people. So what would be the opposite of that? Like when there isn't accomplishment, when there is this feeling that like you're not moving things along or you feel like you're failing, it's those, I think, feelings that then tend to become more prominent and people 
don't want to feel them. They don't want to, so they suppress them or they act out or, you know, they kind of go through these aggressive or kind of shut down through different use of substances and stuff. So it's looking at like, to know what is the problem, you have to ask what is the reason that we're there and what happens if we're not fulfilling that reason, then what are we left with, right? right? So here's another question. Uh, Here a couple of weeks ago, we had a discussion on culture in the trades and, and Greg was very against positive feedback. Your positive feedback is your paycheck at the end of the week. It is. So, can you the can fact you tell that I'm us? I'm not firing you. No, I I I I, I did not say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we're rolling. Anger. Now we're rolling. I, I found another we're emotion. The, we're we're starting I, to go from gray to dark gray. <laughs> on I said the fact <laughs> that you don't. They wanted positive reinforcement out of me. Yes. On a daily basis. Yes. That is not unacceptable. Yeah, it's hundred percent unacceptable. The fact you get your reward every week, it's got my name at the bottom. I didn't hire no bitches. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> the fact that you're getting a paycheck, you're here for a paycheck. If you need emotional support, I'm not your guy. I'm, Call your I'm therapist. your paycheck guy. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, what, I, clue I, me I, in I, on this there's here. There's absolutely nothing wrong with positive reinforcement. Daily is a little intense, and I think that in, in and that would be like a bit of a red flag to me around like someone asking that much. It's it's uh, there's probably something else going on in that person's life that they need that much reinforcement. Mm-hmm. But that would be a bit of a red flag to me, right? If I was just listening to it, oh, it was a red like flag for me. On. He doesn't work now, for us anymore. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> now, how did you respond to that as his employer, Greg? I fucking fired him. <laughs> Go see your therapist, bitch. (laughs) So, how would you encourage us as employers to respond to that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I fixed it. I think that he's not there no more. Job, not just in the trade. We are there for a reason, right? And I think your employees will work better, will be happier, and will manage their mental health better when they know why they're there and a lot of people say i'm here just for the money but they're not actually they're just there for the money because no one's actually there just for the money the money gives them something it gives them maybe that sense of pride a sense of uh, accomplishment because they're able to provide for their family a sense of whatever so what they're actually for is there for the sense of accomplishment for the sense of pride for the, the purpose of those things yeah purpose yeah so at the end of the day you don't necessarily all have for the to purpose. give positive reinforcement you don't have to sit there and say oh you did this great every day but you can set up your structures and your tasks in such a way where they're going to be able to get a sense of accomplishment from it so give them the tasks in a way where they will see that they got something accomplished and then they won't need that reinforcement from you 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 kind of have to set up your work structure in a way that allows that what they're there for to come to life and and i I don't say that I don't give people positive reinforcement. No, you somebody, suck on their nipples. You no, when somebody actually does a good job, I'm like, hey, you really nailed that. You did a good job. Yeah. I mean, everybody gets that all the time, but. You got to give that a boys. You know I, what? I'm not going to give you, you know, I had a guy come in that wanted a review one time and I'm like, are you sure? Because you flooded a house and smashed a car within a, a week. <laughs> Outside of those, how has the experience been? <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> 
If I was Google right now, you have a negative two stars. Dude, for real? You know, like, come I'm, back next not, month. You're not getting an attaboy out of me for a while. Yeah. Oh, so you're holding grudges. No. Oh, that's, oh. That's the truth. You suck. You crashed my car and flooded a house. Like, so, you do not get positive reinforcement. You didn't fire we, him for that? We've talked about this no. in multiple episodes where that's you have, have insurance, where you have not been present. For as much of a big game as you talk of being the old school, like, just do your shit employer, you actually do a great job with your employees of providing them positive reinforcement when they need it, coaching them when they need it, and actually helping them grow as employees. And that's that's where I think a lot of the trades really struggle is they think they are being the hardcore badass boss because as soon as you fuck up, you're out. And and that's their level. That's their coaching. Is if you fuck up, I fire you, and then you learned your lesson. No, you've seen it. Got my guys have fucked up it on your project, and I didn't that's, fire anyone. And that's what we've talked about on the podcast here. For as much as you talk a big game about being that hardcore old school employer, you actually do a great job of coaching your team because. And I use that as an example. So Greg Screw came out. We had in floor radiant heat. They decided that they needed to move something, so they jackhammered the floor up. And in the process, they hit one. And of then the, they fixed it. How about that? They hit the in floor heat, and then Greg, instead of going, "You fucking idiots! You 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 blew it up. You screwed it up. You're fucking fired." They fixed the problem. Instead, he goes, "Okay, what are you going to need to fix it? What's your approach?" And he coached them through it, and they came out and they got it fixed, and now. They've learned their lesson, and next time he's not going to jackhammer up the floor before he talks to the homeowner. <laughs> if he does jackhammer up the floor, he knows how to fix it in a way that's going to stay. Like you do the things that you say you don't do, but that's in a in a positive light that I say that you are a great employer because you do coach your people. But a lot of employers in the trades don't do that. The second they jackhammer the floor up, they fire them. They fire them. Yeah, I don't fire. I I'm not. I, I had a guy that was good at nothing except for showing up. Like, but he showed up every day. Yep. And I'm like, fuck, it's a wasted fire a guy that actually shows up every day, no matter what. Yep. I just yeah. have to teach him the rest. The, yep. Were you able to do it or, or is that the guy you fired? No. <laughs> he didn't make you yeah. do therapy. He, he didn't make you do the therapy. Yeah, you know, that we all it. have anchors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, what I, mean, I like in that that you're saying is that what you said that Greg says, what do you need to, you know, fix it? Is that that coaching of what do you actually need is the same kind of coaching when it comes to emotional literacy. Mm-hmm. What are you feeling and what do you actually need? That's all that, like, emotional literacy is so whether it's for your employees whether it's for somebody else or whether it's for yourself like having that conversation with yourself i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you right now greg johnson's the type of guy that he's gonna talk a big game on the podcast here fucking next week we're gonna roll in here at 7 a.m to pick something up and he's gonna have all of his guys in a powwow going over the fucking emotional color wheel with him oh yeah Go fuck yourself. Get to work. <laughs> yeah. Now you guys, I want to hear three emotions out of each of you today. <laughs> we are I, I'm I'm honestly ordering one on Amazon tonight. Right, yeah. We're gonna make it a wheel. Maybe, maybe I just like have wheel corks, of but I mean I, I just don't think that don't there's corks, man. There's certain things coming down the pipeline in that's coming into the trade that's never been here before. Mm-hmm. And like the everyday positive reinforcement, like there's a lot of this weird stuff that it just 
doesn't really have any business here. I, I do think, though, the, the everyday positive reinforcement uh, a lot of times gets confused where for your employee in particular that you were talking about the other the other day on the podcast, maybe that was the exception. Maybe he really did want everyday positive reinforcement. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But for a lot of the trades, for a lot of people coming into the trades, especially the, the newer generation that doesn't have the old tie, I think everyday positive reinforcement is confused for can you give me some direction? And I Dur think... Direction is completely different than... It, it is. Reinforcement, But yeah. I think a lot of people don't recognize that. I think they think that the only way that they get direction is by you saying, hey, you did a good job on this today. That's not the same, but that's what they're looking for. It's not... They need you to, they need you to pat them on the hind you know, quarters and tell them you did a great job. I think what they're looking for is... Did I do this the way you expected me to? Is there something I need to improve if, on? I don't know what I'm doing. If I'm and not voicing my opinion, you did a good job. Yeah. If I'm not dragging you back there and going, let me show you but something. That's where the trade needs doing a good to job. step forward. No, they it don't. goes beyond silence. Silence no. shouldn't be the indicator of a of you did it right. No, it, there's, instead, there's it, time and place for all that though. And you show people, you teach people, you work side by side, you go, hey. You're getting the hang of this. Go ahead and finish this rest of the day. You know, you're starting to show them trust that they're getting somewhere. You're showing them accountability. That is the, that a boy, there you go yeah. kind of thing. But at the end of the day, when things get tough and they knock a job out, you do tell them once in a while, you're like, man, you, you did a really good job. But to suck them off every day because they worked eight hours and they completed a job? Fuck no. 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 But, but sucking them off. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where you come in. Well, yeah. no, that's I go. <laughs> you gotta wait till the man bun's fully grown yeah, out. Yeah, Come on true. now, Greg. Don't rush it. We're still yeah. in mullet mode. Brian, I, I gotta be paranoid about sucking it off comments. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's still in the skiing position. But no, I feel like I I do feel like especially because again, you guys are both coming at this from I've been in the trades forever. I knew this shit. I don't need someone to tell me I did it right because I've already watched people do this right and I already know. I tell people they do it right all the time and I won't give you any more responsibility than you can't handle and I will spoon feed it to you a little bit at a time and if you fuck up, we'll stall there and we'll work on it. And that's what, and that, what you just said what? is all of what you just said it doesn't come across in the podcast because you, you go down the road of, I'm not going to pat you on the back. You don't need all of this coddling, but you do exactly what the guys need. And that's really what the industry needs is they need someone that's a teacher that but comes I'll alongside and goes, Hey, I'm not going to give you more than you can handle. I'll tell you when you've done it correctly. Yeah. But I'll also throw you in the water if I don't do, or don't know if you know how to swim, like you got to see what they're made of. You got to have a certain amount of Absolutely. guts. And if you don't have enough guts, this but job are you going to rip them a new asshole when they fail? No. And that's the difference between you and a lot of the guys in the trades. Well, yeah, it still well, you doesn't can mean I figure have fucking out. emotions. You got to put them <laughs> under the tie. Because you know how to work, the you can't be soft. <laughs> I think the reason this whole positive reinforcement is coming into the trades is because of the extreme of what you just said. The guys who will, will rip you out when you don't do it properly. Yeah. So what you're describing is positive reinforcement in action. We right? need, we need to hear you say, rip someone a new asshole. 
That, you're on sweat and grime. Yeah. That's the, the verbiage we use here. Go yeah. full send. And, and I, I don't. I, I, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Stab a man. I don't, I don't really think that actually helps anything. I mean, no. you guys have all worked with me on a job except yeah. for you. you fuck you, Todd. Have you ever seen me mad? Fuck flex time. No. <laughs> I don't get mad. I yeah. really don't. Yep. I mean, I'll, I'll tell guys they're screwing up, but. There's no reason to scream yeah. and yell. And you could, like that. but the man, the, but your talk a, is like a yell. It's normal. It's just, it comes off beautiful. I don't know about that, but, <laughs> but people, people take just firm direction. Mm-hmm. Is somebody being mad? Like when yeah. the job's going and you're getting to the point and you're just, you're just running the job and you're giving orders. People sometimes take that as the job's going sideways or that guy's mad or this isn't going well versus realizing he's just in the moment and we're all working together and you just need to follow my lead yep. right now. I mean, there's barriers that people don't realize there's situations that don't that exist. You put in, too. If you're not on the ball, you're dead. A lot of yeah. shit can get fucked up. You, you but can, you can but people put barriers hurt. up in between you and I on a job site or all of us because they think just the way your tone is and the way you're acting yep. is no, there's a sense of urgency or this is serious right now. Yep. And then there's a time where, Hey, it is kind of a little fun and game and you see everybody kind of take a step back and calm down and we kind of shoot the shit as we talk and we help each other along the job. Yeah. But people put barriers up because they just don't understand. It's a lack of knowledge of my boss is pissed. Your boss isn't yeah. pissed. Your form is not pissed. You know, you want to see pissed, he would be spitting and foaming in yeah. his mouth. So, and that part about discussing emotions and there's a time and a place on on a job when you would talk about emotions and and make sure that there's misunderstandings not happening. And it won't be in the situations when you're Never, like, Greg? where things Never. you have to be on the ball, right? It now, will be maybe post. It will be in a debrief. It will be in a, a the pre-test whatever, meeting. evaluation session, but not in the moment when there is no room for emotion where it's just we need to act and we need to act now and we yep. need to do it this way, right? Now, I, Greg Johnson I, is shaking am, his head. I am 100% sure that my company will never hold a meeting on emotions. That's because you're the owner, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> You check uh, your emotions at that door. Yeah. It's really just holding a meeting with people because people are emotional beings. So it, whether you want to hold it or not, you're holding it because people are going to come up. Yours with is when you guys are having pizza at lunch. Um, yeah, I'm just not going to be like, hey, Johnny, how are you feeling today? That's not- but, but so there's so that's a great, great point for for people in the trades. We we go the the Greg Johnson thought process that holding a mo- a meeting about emotions is touchy feely. It's sitting around and it's asking Rick, tell me about how you felt today about today's job. But that's not reality. What Happy. you're suggesting is not reality. What are you suggesting? Happiest. And how does that translate into practical meetings in the trades? Yeah. No. I think obviously that's not the reality. the re- The reality is. And how can you support whether that's your coworkers or your employees and to have that self-reflection for themselves without you're not there to hold their hands and say, how are you feeling? That's not going to, that's not a reality almost, almost any job, yeah, true. right? The, there is obviously check-ins and you want to check in with your employees and see how things are going and where they're struggling and where they're not struggling. And you can use language that is still saying the same thing without saying that, Right. 
that we can, we can be checking in what they're, what they're struggling or they're not struggling with. Most people will talk about things in relation to, to their work, but you want to be able to just encourage people to have that self-reflection of like how, you know, you, you are responsible for how you, how well you do in this work. Right. So have that moment of self-reflection for people where you don't need to guide them, but they need to know that that is something that can be encouraged for them. Well, and I would also say that's kind of uh, it benefits both parties there, because if you have that sort of a meeting, so, so Mr. Johnson, you have a meeting with all of your plumbers and you talk about, Hey, this is what we've been doing. We've been killing it in these areas. We need improvement in these areas. Now for you guys, what can we do better to help train or help you guys improve? I feel like that sort of a meeting isn't just going to benefit the employees from an emotional standpoint with their, with the things that they're feeling as much as we hate to talk about that in the trades. That's also really going to help you out as an employer of, okay, I didn't realize I've got this huge gap in my training here that I wasn't aware of, or I've got this huge gap in hearing what my employees are asking that I wasn't aware of. I feel like that sort of a meeting is really going to benefit you as an employer because now you're getting real-time feedback from the employees, which in return makes them feel that much more valued because you're, you're actually... Are hall meeting? Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit. I had I had one of my employees call me a couple of days ago. <clears throat> he fucking let the dump trailer swing into his hand and his thumb swelled up a little bit. Mm. And he called and he had to go to the emergency room. How? And I told him... <laughs> How do you let a dump trailer swing in your hand? I don't really know, but where's that trainable retarded? Yeah, <laughs> but I told him I, I told hey, him we're, my we're emotions. Sorry, sorry, I told him his emotion, and I said, "Quit, just quit being a bitch." Yeah, yeah. you don't have to go to the emergency room. Yeah. Eat some ibuprofen, you'll be fucking fine. Keep working. Yeah. And for like two hours, it was game over. Game over by oh. by the two hours of calling the dude a bitch. He forgot all about it. Can we, can you we get kicked a, him in the fucking knee and been like, now you got yeah. something to complain Can we about. have a therapeutic breakdown of what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Reverse psychology. Yeah. <laughs> You're a bitch. I'm not I a mean, bitch. You're a bitch. I'm not a bitch. See what I mean? I'm I look at my seven-year-old daughter like, Geez, you tell your daughter she, she's a bitch? You're said, mean. Stop being a bitch. Wow, you need therapy. Stop top. being a little bitch. You need therapy. She fell off her bike the other day. She almost started crying. I'm like, don't be a bitch. Wow. And she gets back up and wow. she starts riding. And she forgot about it after like a mile and a half of... And then she looks my back kids and used she to goes, fall off their bike. Dad. I was like, yay! And I'm like, yay! And they're you, like, huh? Wait, why is dad... Applauding? You know yeah. what? That's a that's a podcast when you, episode when you, for 15 years from now is our kids talking about how much therapy they need because of how fucked up they are. Oh God! Yeah. I'm either gonna raise some psychopaths. <laughs> Sweet Jesus! Who knows? Seriously. Well, it built her up. Now she's riding mountain bikes by herself. She's seven yeah. years old. She's with like ten girls the other day on Monday. She gets done riding four miles in the trails, and she's like, "I did, Dad. I love Dad, it. I'm like, quit being right. a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> if I would have, if I would have not been the way I was with her prior to that, she probably would have been four miles back in the middle of the yeah. freaking woods." crying because well, she was tired or people need to start toughening yeah. up the kids a little bit because at some point the generations did start getting a little fucking soft would you participation agree participation trophies hey you know what since we have a therapist on love it your thought <laughs> on the whole participation trophy era Ooh. 
Well, I, I think that what, you know, there's definitely um, a time and a place for acknowledging someone's effort, but if that acknowledgement doesn't really, does it, what does it really do for them? Yeah. Is, is it just kind of fill their ego or does it actually give them a skill that they can then use and translate into something else? Yes. Right. So is that participation <clears throat> trophy something that's just like, Oh, okay. That, that makes me feel like, look how you know amazing I am and I'm so special, but, or does it actually do something that can then be translated into a skill? If it can be translated into skill, then I would uh, argue that you're just building up their ego and rather than building up their person, right? But, so there's a difference between building up a person and building up an ego of a person. The participation trophy era of people are just starting bitches. to hit the workforce. Yeah, they're bitches. And, I mean, you're in this business of, you know, being a therapist. Have you seen that? Have you talked to these people who have been into the participation <laughs> era? Like, I didn't get anything for doing good today. Yeah. Yeah, they and, all, and I'm curious. They all I successfully did this job, and I didn't get a pat on the back. I just I, went to work the next day, and they didn't say anything. I'm curious how like life shocking it's going to yeah. be when they get into the real world because it's not a nice place out there. Because because I just ran into that last last Friday. My daughter's school had a fun run. Yeah, you were able as a parent, you could buy a medal for your child to be given after oh, they get done fuck running. Off. And I'm like, Cinderella, are you fucking kidding me? So I didn't buy one. And there, that's it, coming it was, from it was someone actually, working it was, it with was a race. All yeah. of a sudden, I got, I got, I picked her up from school, and she's like, Dad, I didn't get a medal. A lot of people did. I'm like, Did you win the race? You lost. She's like, No, <laughs> Myla and this person did. They got medals, but then all of a sudden, like get all my other car, friends started losers. getting medals. I'm like, Ava, <laughs> if you wanted to get a medal, you had to strive to be the winner. winner. And she's like, Oh. And I was like, do you, did you think you deserved a medal? She's like, no, I had fun, though. I'm like, well, if you had fun, that's all that matters. But at the same time, if you didn't win, you don't get a medal. But that's a healthy conversation. Yeah. And she yeah, just, and then I after that, she was, the she therapist. Was but all like, these parents that I know and she's friends with bought their fucking kids medals. And we went to a birthday party the next Saturday, the next day. And I brought this up. I'm like, you guys bought your kids medals? They're like, yeah, they ran in a race. I'm like. You, you know what? what the fuck? You get like, to go home comfortable yeah. and confident that their kids won't hack. Well, they, the they all caught on. They're like, "Oh, all right." <laughs> but from the therapist, but they'll standpoint, date your daughter. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Is that create? Is that a mental health issue? I think it is <laughs> for the parents. Which <laughs> we should ask the therapist. I think, that, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, like I said, there's a difference between building up a person's ego and then building up a person's person. Yeah. And part of building up a person's person is supporting their resiliency, but then also part of the generations uh, that are building up people uh, is to kind of ask ourselves the question, what kind of environment are we building up for them? Do they, are we building an environment where they have to consistently be resilient and yeah. resisting something? Or are we building up an environment where they don't need to always be because it's it's better environments than what we have to grow up in, right? So I think there is an attempt by a lot of people to try and build those environments. It might have gone a little too far in, into the participation Just medals. a little so bit. How can we find that like middle ground of it's our duty to build better environments for the generations coming up so they don't have to be as tough as we were to get through it all? 
how can you know how can they have less shit to get through? Yeah, right? but the thing is, being, like, being at the same time build up their resilience for when shit does get hard. But yeah. being tough is what separates, you know, you or somebody else from the rest of the crowd. Yeah, and you know, you said it when you grew up, it was tough, and you got your job because you were tough, and you you tough. You got away you. from the shit show yeah, because you, you're tough. You made moved it happen, on and you so, rebuilt. You know, I mean, should we really give a bunch of people a bunch of positive reinforcement that don't deserve it? No. I don't, I don't think so. And that's probably why people... No, but it's more harsh. about building up the environment, right? Like, wouldn't it be... I, I, it's my personal opinion that our, our energy would be better spent in building up an environment where not so much toughness is required in the first place rather than try, keep consistently building up people because that is going to keep you know, and reinforcing the same. And, you know, as you talk about these parents buying things, in my mind, the first thing that comes to mind is, well, that's capitalism and we're feeding right into it. Yep. Right. So what if all parents said, no, we're not going to do that. And we're going to change a different environment of the school and we're not going to buy things. Right. So that now is changing the environment and you, you're doing more energy putting into each individual person Correct. than if you just look at how do I change the environment. And so looking back in the trade, the same thing. People can, you go and look at, you know, how do I support my own mental health? How do I do this? Or how do I support all my employees? You know, and that's a lot of effort and a lot of work sometimes. But it's instead of how do we as a sector mm -hmm. look at creating environments where that are just naturally more healthier and people don't always have to be on the aggressive. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, therapist, our man with the hot pipes is shotgun and beer with his ass cheeks. <laughs> oh, it's what a, do we do about this? It's a push light. A push good. light? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That's good. God damn, well, that was good. As we start wrapping this up, if you could give any advice to the men and women that listen to this show, what would it be? The only advice I would give is that mental health is not this thing. No, no. Mental health okay, is just go. how yeah. you feel inside about life. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's good or bad. It can go through its ups and downs. And if you're ever finding that the downs are harder to get out of, then looking for some additional support is never a bad idea because you know, why stay in the down for too long if there's support to help you come out of it a little bit faster. I like it. So let me ask you this. Are you currently accepting new clients? And, and if so, <laughs> can people get a hold of you? Or or even if you aren't. Well, you said you have workshops. What, what are right? some options for people who are struggling? Yeah, I... Well, I currently am not, but, you know, the option would be to always look at wherever you live. If you're in, like, a real crisis situation, then it's looking at crisis lines and even 911, right? Then it's not about, oh, I need to talk to a therapist. This is a crisis. But if it's not a crisis, then it's, you know, maybe talking and seeing what in your neighborhood or people that you feel comfortable with. Because one thing with therapy is that, you may try, you may have to try a few different therapists before you find one that you kind of vibe with, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And, and so it's, you have to be open to, okay, I'm going to have to try out at least a few maybe before I actually really dig into it kind of thing. So maybe talking to people, you know, and seeing what people are doing 
just going, kind of searching on Google, like mental health support in my area. And a lot of things may come up. It really depends. And there's a lot of online tools as well. There's like a different apps that people can use and talk to. So it doesn't always have to be with a person that you are talking to directly. It can be through, you know, mental health chat apps where you can talk anonymously with therapists. So it's just a, a little bit of like Googling what can I do in my own particular area, right? And I would 100% reinforce that. Uh, so, so in my past, I have talked to a therapist and it was exactly that. First of all, the first one you come across may or may not be the answer. So be willing to put in the time to, to find the right one. And then secondly, uh, if you think cost is going to be an issue, a lot of therapists have sliding scale options mm-hmm. because they are out mm-hmm. there to help you. Uh, so explore your options. And and three, it's anonymous. You know, it can be anonymous, but at the same time, even if it's not anonymous with your actual therapist, no one is going to know that you're talking to someone. So don't hold back on something that could materially move you forward in life because if someone finds out, what will they think? No one's going to find out. This is no. a, a completely personal Dude, transaction. Dude, people found out that Greg Johnson just was They could call me. Yeah. You know, help and Greg, Greg has got. <laughs> I'll get him through the color wheel. Bargain Let's wait till it arrives. Let's wait till it arrives. I ordered. I it, think so. a lot of people listen to it, the four therapists here on the show. Yeah. and realize how fucked up their life is. Absolutely, we make them feel better about their. All hope. right, let's wrap it up. I mean, I'm glad you shared your small penis therapy story, yeah. but <laughs> it took a few of them to agree that you know that's it's okay right. To have a that's small right. Penis. You know what? But I can take a bush light in the ass. <laughs> a push light. It's your strong suit, hey, Brian. Thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank it was fun. you. Thank you guys as always for, for this listening. Enlightening conversation. Oh, very yeah, enlightening. We, you know what? That's what we try to do with this podcast is provide enlightening conversation. <laughs> but for our listeners, thank you guys as always for listening. Check out the description for a link to the PayPal. Uh we do this. Buy support from you guys. So be sure to check out and the somehow, PayPal. And somehow, some way, we had to pay for Greg's hour and a half session. Uh, absolutely. Greg, you can <laughs> you can clearly tell from tonight's episode Greg needs therapy. And, and he hasn't gotten it because we can't afford it. But through the PayPal, we can afford it. So check it out. We'll catch you guys next week on Sweat and Grime. Peace. Peace.